Welcome to the Frugal Family Home Podcast, where my goal is to help you be more intentional with your time, your money, and your life. I'm your host, Shelley Olson from frugalfamilyhome.com. You are listening to episode two of the Frugal Family Home Podcast. In this episode, I wanted to share with you how I save the most money at when shopping at the grocery store. And the one thing that really helps me is having a price book. And if you've never heard of a price book before, a price book is just a way to track the prices that you're paying at the store and to figure out what the best price is for the items you buy most often. You can build a price book with just a simple spiral notebook that you get from the store, or you can use a three ring binder. For mine, I like it to be small enough that I can take it with me to the store. And so I use an old um, day planner and I use some half sheets of paper in there to track my prices. In my 2016 homemaking planner, printables, I have a copy of the full page price book and the half page price book sheets. And you can find a link to that in the um, podcast show notes that I'll include at the end of the show. But you could just use a plain sheet of paper and that is fine. To make your price book, you want to start with what you're buying at the very top of the page. And then you wanna have a section for where you can write down the date, the store you purchased the item at, um, the size and what the item was, like the brand name and things like that. And then the size and the price. And then you wanna figure out the price per item, price per ounce, price per like egg. That way you can easily compare prices from different sizes of items such as like peanut butter. I usually buy peanut butter when it's on sale for $1.50 or less for 16 ounces. But at Costco, they sell it for two 48-ounce containers. But I know at Costco at $9.99 for the two 48 ounces, it works out to be about $1.66 for a 16-ounce. So I know that at Costco normally um, has a pretty good price on peanut butter, but when I see a sale for $1.50 or less on a 16 ounce of peanut butter, I know that'll be Costco's price. So having the items broken down by price per ounce or like for eggs, price per egg, it just makes it easier to compare the prices for different sizes because not always is the big size the best buy. Sometimes it's a smaller size on an item that will be a better buy for you. Now you might be wondering, why would you even want to track these prices? You know, you have a pretty good idea you shop at one store all the time and why would you even need to know the item goes on sale so that's all you need to know you buy extra when it's on sale and that's true but if you do some price if you make a price book and you track your prices then you can easily start to see the sale cycles most things in the grocery store go on sale about every 12 weeks and if you know that the lowest price is going when the lowest price is going to be then you can plan ahead and you can set a little extra money aside and buy enough to get you through to the next rock bottom sale so you never have to pay full price or you know a medium sale, you can always wait for the best sale to come along. And that's where the price book comes in handy. It's really great for tracking those sale prices and knowing when you can get it at the lowest price. 
Now, you don't want to try to start out tracking everything you buy every month. The best way to get started is to pick the 10 items you purchase the most. So if it's like milk and eggs, flour, sugar, butter, peanut butter, ground beef, those are the items that you want to track first. The ones that you buy every week, every other week, you know, things like that. The things that you use the most, you go through the most. Those are the ones to start tracking first. And I start by just making a page for each item in my price book. And I will go through my receipts over the last few weeks to give me an idea of what I have been paying for those items. When I, when I first started my price book, this is how I built it. And then each week, I didn't go out to the store and look at the prices. I looked at all the sales flyers for that week for the grocery stores in my area. So I could see, well, who had it least expensive that week? And I wrote it down. So I didn't even have to leave the house to get started. I just grabbed my receipts from before and used the sales flyers from the grocery stores each and every week to start building my list of prices. As the year goes on, you'll start to see a pattern of pricing, like eggs will always go on sale in February or March, and then you might see they'll go on sale again 12 weeks later, or maybe it's six weeks. I know in our area, like our local Kroger store is Fred Meyers, and they have the half gallons of milk on sale about every other week for 99 cents. Now, if you purchase it on an off week, it would be $1.85, but you purchase it on a week that they have a sale and it's 99 cents. So that's, you know, a savings of over 80 cents each time you purchase. And you usually can buy like six at a time. So you can get yourself through at least a week, maybe two. At our house, we can get through two weeks with the milk that I buy because it's just myself and the cat who drinks it. The rest of my family has to drink dairy-free milk. So I can easily buy what I need with the coupon when it's on sale at Fred Myers and then make it to the next sale. And that's where you see the most savings is when you take advantage and you know when things are going to be on sale, when to expect the next sale and not have to buy it when it's at full price. And I know if you follow any coupon blogs like like I do, you might think, well, why would I even need a price book? I'll just look and see what is the best buys for that week on the coupon blog and just go out and buy those things at those stores. And that does work for the things that are on sale regularly. But what about flour, um, sugar? A lot of times those don't have coupons as often and they don't go, you know, they might not be reported on the coupon blogs. And that's where having your price book on the items you purchase that maybe aren't listed on those couponing blogs for best deals each week will help you to get a better buy um, on those items that you use day in and day out. I know for myself, I know that um, 10 pounds of flour is going to cost me less if I go to Winco Foods than if I go to a Kroger or a Safeway or an Albertsons in my area. And so I buy my flour when I go to Winco Foods. And usually I go once or twice a month. Sometimes I go more often, but usually once or twice a month. I also know that the price of almonds fluctuates. Sometimes I can get almonds at a good buy at Costco, but then there's other times that Winco's price will drop and it'll be less expensive to buy almonds there. So it's just knowing that, oh, I paid this amount here 
at store one, when you see a price change at another store, you know whether, oh, that is a good buy or no, I can still get it cheaper elsewhere. And maintaining a price book isn't that much work either. I know at first it was more work because I had to record the prices for the items that I bought the most. And I eventually built mine up to, oh, I don't even know how many things I track now, but I've got a whole bunch, more than 50 probably that I track now. But when you're starting out with 10, you know, just record the best prices that you find as you see them. And if the price has went up, don't bother writing it down. There's There's no reason to do that because you already have a low price written down in your book, your price book already for that item. So if the price is up from what it is, don't even bother to write it down. Only write down the dates when the price is at the best price you've seen and and record that or if the price suddenly goes lower. Now, the only time that I really adjust my price book or my buy price, which is you know, the low price I can get an item at all the time is when I notice that the prices have crept up a little bit and they're not going back down. And I can't find the item on sale for that price, such as peanut butter. A few years ago, I could always get it on sale for 99 cents for 16 ounce. I've had to adjust my price now because now the lowest price I can get it for is now $1.50, sometimes $1.25, but that's like a once a year sale. So I had to adjust my buy price on that item. The same thing goes for eggs. Used to be able to get them for a dollar a dozen, especially the medium medium size eggs. Now that is harder to combine. $1.99 for a large dozen of eggs is usually the best buy. So I usually just, just pick them up at Costco because when you buy the five dozen eggs, you can get them for $1.77 a dozen. One other thing I wanted to talk about is variety of grocery stores you have available. Now in our area, we have a wide selection of grocery stores that aren't far from our home at all. Things like three major grocery store chains. There's a Trader Joe's, a Costco, a Walmart. Um, You know, all of those stores that are out there that I can choose to shop at. But maybe where you live, there's not as many choices. And so you're probably wondering, well, why would I track prices for just one store? Well, often we will travel to a different um, town. Like we'll go Like for our family, we'll go visit my parents. And there is a Fred Meyers by their house that, guess what? The bananas are almost 10 cents pound, 10 cents a pound less. I know it's crazy. I mean, it's not 15 miles down the road and they're 10 cents a pound less. And so when I need bananas and I'm going to my parents' house, I stop at that Fred Meyers instead of the one by my house. And my parents, the Winco Foods out by their house, actually has higher prices on many of the items they buy, but the one by my house doesn't. The The prices are lower. So they come and they shop at the one closest to my house. And so if you live in an area where the closest grocery store is, there's only one to choose from, try going to the town one town over. Maybe there's a place you go once a month and there's a couple of grocery stores there and you've just never stopped. Well, next time stop on your way home. Check the prices. If you have your price book, you know what the prices you normally pay in your town are. And then if you stop in and you notice, oh, 
they have this on sale or this on sale or, oh, their regular price for an item that you purchase all the time is on sale, you'll know when you travel to the area to make a point to stop on your way home and pick up those items. So I hope this helps you to see that, you know, when you track prices, you can end up knowing when an item you buy all the time is going to be on sale and be able to stock up when it's on sale and never have to pay full price for that item that way. And that is how I save the most money with my price book. I think I save more money using my price book than I do with coupons. And so think about building your own price book for yourself. And if you want to find a link to my price book printables or my homemaking planner, you can go to my site at frugalfamilyhome.com forward slash podcast forward slash two to find the um, show notes. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to find all of the episodes from the Frugal Family Home podcast, you can go to frugalfamilyhome.com forward slash podcast and we'll see you next time.